Well, we were going to start today's episode out by mocking the big shakeup over at the world's dumbest media brand, which is, despite its abysmal leadership, still somehow able to produce and release works of literal visual art, though in notably dwindling consistency. But look, there was a huge break in a story that has literally every possible level of intrigue when it comes to topics that we cover on this channel. Gamers, online communities, conspiracy, idiotic criminality, depravity, gun fetishization, military and government ineptitude, leaked documents, and more. All so the king of a Discord server could look cool in front of a bunch of edgy teenagers making racist memes. This story's got everything. Yeah. So, and yeah, that was quite a Mad Lib you just dropped, a real mouthful. But mm -hmm. it's also a long string of events that culminated in the arrest of a 21-year-old member of the Massachusetts Air National Guard named Jack Texera this week after he was identified as the person responsible for leaking highly classified documents related to military operations and data from the war in Ukraine. Here's the brief summary of what happened leading up to his arrest. Jack Texera joined what's described as a gaming-focused Discord channel sometime during the pandemic. But the channel, like most Discord channels, had a wide variety of topics they discussed. A little hashtag, uh, you know, NATO leaks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and according to reports that included discussions uh, ranging from guns to memes to outright racist language. The Discord channel was named Thug Shaker Central, and according to reporting from the New York Times, who interviewed other members of the server, many of the users were teenagers who'd found a community in the group and that Jack was something of a leader to them who they looked up to. He was referred to as the OG constantly. He was the Matthew McConaughey in Days and Confused of this Discord <laughs> server. Yeah. Uh, one way for Jack to apparently look cool in front of his young, impressionable Discord friends was to post highly classified materials that he had access to for some reason. Hey, check this out. Yeah. Pretty cool, huh? And we, we add for some reason on there because this person definitely shouldn't have had access to the things that they had access to. And even if they should have, which they shouldn't have, uh, it should have been very apparent that they were downloading, printing, and distributing these materials. Yes. So this is a failure on multiple fronts. But according to those users, his reasoning behind leaking the documents was so that they could stay abreast of world events. <laughs> Which is an odd way of, you know, informing your friends about the ongoing war in Ukraine. Hey, you know that war in Ukraine that's happening? You want to see some classified data and information from the front lines that is definitely fucking illegal and could put Ukrainian soldiers in harm's way if it were to get into the wrong hands? Which it totally will, because I'm sharing it with a bunch of fucking children. So yeah, that's pretty much what happened next. After months of providing military intelligence to his thug shaker squad on Discord, these materials started showing up elsewhere online, uh, various Discord servers, and most notably 4chan, where they then uh, continued to spread like wildfire. And it looks as though Russia got a hold of this intel at some point, then doctored it to lower the amount of their troop casualties while bumping up the amount of Ukrainian casualties, and then re-leaking the documents themselves through various channels. It's pretty clever, I gotta say. I mean, obviously, this turned it into a huge international scandal that all started because some National Guardsman, barely old enough to drink, wanted to flex on some fellow gamers. Allegedly. I mean, this is, uh, what's that war game where this happens like every six months? Like war Thunder? Where, uh, I think it's like a tank game? Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, like every six months, someone from, uh, around the world, someone from one of the world's many, uh, militaries goes on their, their, uh, 
forums and is like, actually, our tank should be better. Here's I, the diagram. Here's the fucking top secret blueprints. You see, you got it all wrong in the game. Please, please patch. Yeah, there was other uh, statements about fr from his Discord community who are just singing like songbirds so they don't like get into further trouble. Who are like, you know, almost as if he was seemingly like a Q-like figure because he would predict the news before it, you know, hit the national media. This is like just the weirdest fucking way to do uh, treason. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's so strange. It is. It is the weirdest, like most risky way to clout high, chase. Yeah, high risk, low reward. Yeah, it's it's very I'm the coolest guy in my group of 50 teenagers. Uh, yeah, it's like it's like if Edward Snowden just did it for like clout. Yeah, and with it, like a bunch of children. Yeah, it's it, it's very strange and not even as we'll get to for any kind of like you yeah, know, no, moral reason. Yeah. Like, hey, by the way, the entire U.S. is being spied on. It's not like that. It's like just yeah. literally troop locations just, and data coming from the front lines. They said I couldn't have this document, but I took it anyway. That means it has to be out there, yeah. So anyway, about a week after this leak started making headlines, the FBI, apparently, with the help of journalists, had tracked down the person responsible and took him into custody after swarming his mom's house. And now he's in big trouble. Yep. Definitely grounded from gaming, at least. You would hope, uh-huh. Here's the New York Times with more on this. The FBI arrested a 21-year-old member of the Massachusetts Air National Guard on Thursday in connection with the leak of dozens of highly classified documents containing an array of national security secrets, including the breadth of surveillance the United States is able to conduct on Russia. Airman First Class Jack Douglas Texera was taken into custody to face charges of leaking classified documents after federal authorities said he had posted batches of sensitive intelligence to an online gaming chat group called Thug Shaker Central. The arrest raised questions about why such a junior enlisted airman had access to such an array of potentially damaging secrets, why adequate safeguards had not been put in place after earlier leaks, and why a young man would risk his freedom to share intelligence about the war in Ukraine with a group of friends he knew from a video game social media site. Make it make sense, please. This man is going to prison for life. Like, for a, it, yes, it, 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 like for nothing. For trying to look cool in a Discord group. What the fuck are you doing? A Discord group that has uh, some very checkered posts in it. Uh, some very uh, not-so-great stuff going on in it. Yeah. That is now, yeah, it, it, their reporting continues. A motive in the case for now remains elusive. But according to people who knew him online, Airman Texera was no whistleblower. Unlike previous huge leaks of information from the Pentagon Papers to WikiLeaks to Edward Snowden's disclosures, outrage about wrongdoing or government policies does not appear to have been a factor. And yeah, we want to pause here and point out that the other leakers that we've covered in the past here, they always have some kind of you know moral obligation behind their reasoning to leak things. Take Chelsea Manning, for example, who famously leaked the footage of two U.S. Army attack helicopters firing upon and killing unarmed civilians, as well as two journalists from Reuters. Yeah, that was wild. That, you know, and that was being covered up. So there's kind of a moral obligation there. This leak seems to have been done for online clout, which is the worst possible crime. Yeah. Clout chasing. Your Honor, clout chaser. Yeah. 
Apparently, the laziness of the leak also contributed to the Guardsmen's downfall, as journalists and investigators were able to match the countertops from the photos posted with the sensitive documents to photos posted elsewhere on Texera's family's various social media accounts showing the kitchen of his mother's home in the exact same countertops. So he didn't even go so far as to like scan these in or do like PDFs of them or something. Yeah. Just plopped them down on an easily identifiable tabletop and took a picture with enough information surrounding it to match up and provide evidence. Yeah, this is bad opsec, bad <laughs> infosec. Whatever. You'll let me know. Mm -hmm. He did a bad job. Yes. <laughs> anyway, once investigators and journalists started to zero in, the other members of the service started to sing like birds, yep. detailing their interactions as well as his various posts over the past few years. Here's the Washington Post. One friend described Texera in an interview as patriotic, a devout Catholic, and a libertarian with an interest in guns and doubts about America's future. The friend said he met Texera before 2020 on a Discord server mainly focused on guns and libertarian politics and bonded over their shared interest in Glock handguns and Catholicism. Boy, that is bleak. Sharing the classified documents was meant to educate people who he thought were his friends and could be trusted, free from the propaganda swirling outside, the friend said. The men and boys on the <laughs> men and boys on the server agreed never to share the documents outside the server since they might harm U.S. interests. "Quote: I was of the opinion that some of these kids were prone to run their mouths because they spent too much time online, but I was ignored," said the friend, who added that he tried to stay out of such discussions. It was pretty obnoxious to see kids who grew up in the suburbs argue about a conflict an ocean away. They were getting that intel though, and they definitely yeah. no, bro, had you don't. To talk you don't it. know what I know. <laughs> You know uh, the things that I know. I would uh, start asking questions maybe around the local high school, too, because they're probably just, like, telling everyone around them. Not that it's a big secret now because it's all online. But It's called leaking. <laughs> Is it happening at your child's high school? Yes. Sensitive, top-secret government documents mm -hmm. being shared on Discord servers. Gamers are sharing government secrets. So, uh, Washington Post's reporting continues... Other members of Texera's server have shown the post video of Texera shouting racist and anti-Semitic slurs before firing a rifle and said he referenced government raids at Ruby Ridge in Idaho and in Waco, Texas. Okay. Uh, the name of the Discord server itself derives from a meme taken from a gay porn video often used for its shock value in laughs, the members said. Regarding the racist and anti-Semitic jokes reportedly shared on the server, the friend said it was hard to assess Texera's true feelings given, quote, how many layers of irony that server was in. Oh, God. Dark jokes got more laughs, he said, but Texera was a pretty basic brand Catholic who was into guns, the friend said. He's a good person that trusted the wrong people, in my opinion, mm, the friend said. Good person? He said that uh, Texera would remain his friend and that he hoped to reschedule a hiking trip they had planned together. Ooh. Hey, buddy, uh, we don't really want to be the ones to tell you this. I hate to break this news to you, but I don't think that hiking trip is going to happen for a very, very long time. This is like in those like JCS criminal psychology videos where like they get the... They get found out during the interrogation. They're like, all right, so, like, uh, do I get to, like, go home now? Like, no, you're going to fucking jail. You're committed treason. <laughs> and it's also, like, it. this keeps reading, and the interview reads as though this is, like, a childhood friend who knew him personally. Yeah. This is a person who considers them their best friend because he knew them from a previous Discord server than this one, so longer than any of those kids in yeah. the other Discord server. Fuck, the internet was a mistake. So, yeah, it is absolutely wild that a, you know, 
quote-unquote slippery slope of irony and memery led to the leak of highly classified military documents. But, you know, crazier things have happened, and they continue to happen in this hell world of ours. Yeah. yeah. He did it for the lulls. Not even the lulls. He just did it because he wanted people to think he was cool and had, in, like, inside access, which he did, but uh, just a very strange way to operate. And yeah, it's always just jokes until the irony fades and you realize that maybe people actually believe the stuff that they're joking about or, or maybe the wrong people are laughing and reinforcing a little too hard. Being young is tough. It's, it's pretty easy to fall into these types of traps and hate spirals because you're building or are involved in a community no matter how negative. That kind of stuff can get reinforced and can turn you into a, a true piece of shit. Yeah. But it's been well documented that this is a tactic that hate groups use to lure in impressionable youth. So, you know, Discord servers and posting shitty memes like that, it, you know, it, it is a pipeline. I mean, until we, like, put the, really crack down on our Discord server, which I never even fucking used, but, like, there was a little while there where it was, like, Mm, a couple of these people seem like they're only here <laughs> to post like really weird really and bad edgy stuff. like pepes and finally i was just like all right ban all those fucking people <laughs> yeah. get them the fuck out of here yeah. uh but yeah you gotta get better at spotting it but god damn leaking ukrainian war intel for clout it's definitely just a whole new level yeah also what the fuck is the u.s military doing giving access to their intel systems to a junior level guy like this how'd he get it and then being completely unaware that it's being downloaded printed out somewhere and then leaked online for months there yeah. seems to have been a pretty serious breakdown yeah, they said it's like a, it's a it's you know it's, like, it's essentially a web portal a protected web portal where they keep all this stuff but he had access to it so it's like guys come on what really this is pretty basic stuff you would uh, hope or assume i mean this is why russia has chosen to fight mostly in cyberspace exactly because uh, we fucking suck at that shit yep but yeah they only figured it out once it was on 4chan uh, and and we're hearing about it from Russian intelligence. So uh, real clown world shit. Yeah. Dumb. Mm -hmm. But now for something much less consequential. How, how to destroy a brand in record time thanks to mismanagement and executives who are clearly in way over their heads while billions upon billions of dollars worth of debt continue to pile up in the background. They've already exhausted the only option that clearly works every single time laying off vast swaths of your company, typically the jobs that actually allow the business to function properly. But that's that's just not going to be enough thanks to this giant, pointless, stupid merger between Discovery and Warner Media. So now they got to Frankenstein the shit out of the one decent product they've developed in the past decade, HBO Max, which was the, the final conclusion of HBO, HBO Go, HBO Now, HBO whatever the hell else. They finally got something that works, and by God, it's time to ruin it. But hey, you know... Out of all of the various properties to pass through Warner's uh, hands over the decades, HBO clearly has the most prestige. Yeah. And if you're if you're joining a crowded marketplace of streaming services, that HBO branding, you want to put that right up to let people know that no, it's not TV, it's HBO baby, and we have the best shows. We're not just gonna flood your fucking your queue like Netflix with a bunch of fucking garbage we got yeah it's fucking hbo we made the sopranos yeah God damn it and, and that's don't why, you ever forget it and that's why hbo max is now just called max because hmm. apparently branding means absolutely nothing and having a completely unrecognizable and awkward to say name is going to differentiate this service from all the others in this very crowded max. space it's <laughs> max. Uh, did you watch it on max what the fuck are you talking about 
Yeah. Mm. Not the content, of course, which is tied to the HBO name and is phenomenal in most cases. Instead, they had to go real bland with it because now, alongside your successions, your Curb Your Enthusiasms and Sopranos, you've got house flipping shows and pimple popping. Wouldn't want, wouldn't want people to get confused and think that this was some kind of quality streaming service. Now it's everything you left behind when you cut the cord. And also some cool HBO shows are on there too. But who the fuck knows how long those will be around because when they're grouped in with series like 90 Day Fiance, executives are going to wonder why these intricate, high-cost-to-produce dramas aren't getting the, close to the same amount of views. And will wonder what the incentive is to produce more. You can't pay for your kid's private school with gold trophies, after all. <laughs> I mean, you can. You can melt them down. But... Sure, yeah. But they're not actual gold, as uh, we all know. They're what? just plated. Oh, that's bullshit. Uh, so, sorry, I am ranting. It's probably not going to be all that bad. Uh, here's the uh, some official press about the change, which is very stupid. I mean, come on, Max? Max? Just Max? Are you kidding me? All right, I'll stop. Warner Brothers Discovery on Wednesday unveiled Max. It's refreshed streaming service combining programming from both the original HBO Max streaming service and Discovery Plus. Launching May 23rd, Max will cost $15.99 a month for the ad-free version and $9.99 per month for the ad-supported tier. A third ultimate ad-free version with 4K UHD resolution, 100 offline downloads, and Dolby Atmos sound will be available for $19.99 a month. Warner Brothers Discovery also announced a number of new programs, including Harry Potter and The Conjuring TV shows, a new Game of Thrones spinoff based on author George R.R. R. Martin's Dunkin' Egg novellas, and a new Big Bang Theory spinoff. Oh, good. Old Sheldon. And the, <laughs> and the company shared previews of The Penguin, The Sympathizer, <laughs> The Regime, and True Detective Night Country, starring Jodie Foster. Okay. The Max launch comes a year after Warner Media and Discovery completed its $43 billion merger with the combined company led by CEO David Zaslav. Part of Zaslav's pitch to Hollywood was the creation of a streaming service that could compete with Netflix and Disney Plus by combining the best of HBO's <laughs> highbrow scripted fare with Discovery's slop, or sorry, Discovery's <laughs> more lowbrow but profitable lifestyle and reality programming. By removing HBO from Max's branding, WBD is also hoping to appeal to a wider audience that may have previously turned away from the streaming service due to HBO's highbrow reputation and higher price point. Oh my god. Perrette said removing HBO from the branding was a part of preserving and protecting the most iconic trailblazing brand in entertainment. HBO is not TV. HBO is HBO. It needs to stay that way, which is why we will privilege it in the product experience and also not push it to the breaking point by forcing it to take on the full breadth of this new content proposition, Perrette said. And look, that's honestly quite the spin. They're doing it to protect the HBO branding. Um, but also hilarious that they're admitting that they have to consolidate all that shit somewhere. And the mainstream slop that Americans love to watch is actually the most profitable because it costs next to nothing to produce compared to the incredible content available on HBO. And they're right. It would do irreparable harm to that brand, which is why this still sucks in general. And one of the weirdest cases so far where getting more doesn't mean better. Also, these prices are absolutely going to go up. It's simply impossible for them to maintain the $10 and $15 price points while turning a profit, especially because they're going to have a hell of a time marketing this to people who are strictly reality TV show fans and would probably, at this point, rather resubscribe to cable or satellite and watch it live without all the searching and confusion. Yeah, this is like, that's the most baffling thing about this is that HBO Max and Discovery Plus could 
very reasonably have remained two separate fucking apps, yep. two services. They and, are different enough. Yeah, they are. There's so little crossover there that it makes less sense to combine them into absolutely. one thing You're than absolutely to just right. keep them as two separate things. And I believe, it, despite the name change, which so dumb. This is like, so like AMC uh, owns Shudder. Mm-hmm. And this would be like AMC Plus and Shudder merging and making a big fucking deal about it when it's like, okay... You love Breaking Bad. Well, now the vast majority of the content on here is weird horror movies from like the 80s. So everyone's happy, right? It's just... You got to scroll through a bunch of that shit to get to the shows you want. It's even weirder than that because they're two completely antithetical products. Yeah. And yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, for this price for now, you're going to get all this extra slop in there. But it just doesn't make sense where they're going to be like, Oh, hey, everyone that loves all the wonderful shows produced by TLC. Come on over to this new app where you can also, I guess, if you want, you know, to watch. Do they own History Channel? No, no, no. That's separate. Yeah. Because it would be funny if, like, Pawn Stars was the reason that a bunch of HBO shows got canceled. Yeah. but They simply don't perform, like, Chum Lee falling off a bar stool. So, yeah. But yeah, they also make a ton of points about their kids' content. Unfortunately for them, they've done little to build a reputation for their family offerings to the masses. Um, when you think of Disney, you think of kids' stuff. When you think of Max, I don't know what the hell you think of, but when you think of Warner Brothers, maybe you think of like Harry Potter and Looney Tunes. You definitely don't think of a place that is primarily focused on children's programming, though. So that's another hurdle they're going to have to jump over. Just seems like it's going to be an insane uphill battle for them, especially when their previous consumer base seemed perfectly fine paying the same price for technically less because yeah. <laughs> they were paying for quality programming. $15 a month is a lot for streaming, or at least it used to be, but you get Sopranos and Last Week Tonight, Succession, White Lotus, and so on. Stuff you can't see on regular TV because it's not TV. It's HBO. It's HBO. All that other shit's available on a base package with no other hoops to jump through. You just download you know, Hulu or, or just... Sign up for Spectrum or Dish, and you're going to get all that garbage that you want and so much more. Yeah. You will get History Channel alongside of it. So good luck, I guess. Uh, It really feels like they're just courting a whole new generation of people who will start torrenting the stuff they actually want. Yeah. So, yeah, what a waste of time, money, and talent. People lost their jobs over this. A lot of people. Yeah. And a lot of stuff isn't making it to air. And a lot of stuff is just being... Uh, canceled before it even goes yeah, into production. A lot of it's stuff is insane. sitting. A lot of stuff is ready to go, sitting on a shelf, gathering dust, uh, because uh, if they actually screened it, it would do something to their taxes. So they'd rather just, just forget about it. I am. This sucks. I, I'm interested to see how this is going to look in a couple years because I don't think it will uh, be very good uh, for both consumers and creatives. But, but who knows? Speaking of jobs, remember when Warner Brothers fired us? Well, we're doing oh, yeah. better than ever thanks to you and our sponsors. Today's episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. So check them out, sign up, eat some food, and support the show. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh takes the hassle out of mealtime this spring by delivering pre-portioned ingredients and easy-to-prepare recipes right to your door. Skip the checkout lines and get outside in the warmer weather because HelloFresh has dinner covered. 
Looking for more ways to save this spring? HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% cheaper than takeout. Spend less time in the kitchen with quick and easy meals like HelloFresh's fast and fresh pineapple chicken tacos or falafel power bowls, ready in 15 minutes or less. HelloFresh keeps your taste buds on their toes with 40 recipes and over 100 seasonal and convenience items to choose from each week. With so much variety, there are options for everyone and every lifestyle. No worries if you're not a pro in the kitchen. HelloFresh's foolproof recipes arrive pre-portioned and easy to prepare in just a few steps. HelloFresh is not just for dinner. With HelloFresh, you're getting seasonal ingredients picked at peak ripeness for quality you can taste. Ingredients travel from the farm to your home in less than seven days, so you know they're fresh. Uh, we're big fans of their quick and easy meals. We love the, the healthy meals. Keep us on the, the right track. Exactly, uh, yeah. Summertime's uh, coming up. Going to yeah. want to take this shirt off. Uh, their quesadillas and taco meals are also always a quick yeah. and delicious treat. And they even have elevated salads that fill us up when we're being so... We'll be typically bad, but I'm they got a good salad and there. they're tasty. Yeah, they're a big salad. Uh, yeah, the flatbreads too. Can't flatbreads are definitely flatbreads. one of my favorites. Very easy to make and delicious. So it's awesome. So get the satisfaction of cooking your own meals and meals for your friends or family and sign up today by going to HelloFresh.com NewsDump50 and using our code NewsDump50 for 50% off plus your first box ships free. That's HelloFresh.com NewsDump50 and use code NewsDump50 for 50% off plus your first box ships free. HelloFresh! America's number one meal kit. Ugh. And uh, we can get back into the news now. We do have some updates for you regarding stories that we've been covering recently that include that woke or anti-woke or whatever Mario movie. Who can keep track at this point? How about it's, it's quantum woke? It is. It's Schrodinger's woke Mario. <laughs> but before we get into all of that, we have to point out one product that is absolutely not woke. Yeah, look out, Lib. Uh, you know the word I was about to say. Look <laughs> I'm out, very Lib. proud of you for holding back. Uh, in fact, the, the whole non-woke thing is actually their entire marketing pitch. Yeah. In the wake of the very dumb, very predictable protest of Bud Light by conservatives who were so darn upset about a trans person doing a targeted ad that they wouldn't have even been aware of if Fox News and Stephen Crowder didn't shove it in their face and tell a, them about a, how angry they should be about it. A trans person that um, even, uh, at least the trans people I follow on Twitter were like, I did not know this person existed until Matt Walsh and Tucker Carlson and all these freaks just would not shut the fuck up about her. I've had the but she seems cool. <laughs> I've had the conversation with my dad previously about when he'll go off on, I'm just tired of all this stuff being shoved in my face, yeah, it's, regardless it's of what being... it is. And I'm like, okay, well, who is shoving it in yeah. your face? Yeah, is someone bringing this to your attention in order to get you mad? Would you have even been aware of it? If not, this for... was a targeted ad. Yeah, no, it's and and the it's like the beer companies. I didn't even know this, but beer companies have been, uh, like, you know, selling branded merch to, like, gay bars going back to, like, the 80s, because yeah. they're like, well... Everybody loves beer. Yeah, and also, it's like, no one, if you didn't go into a gay bar, you would, you would, nev know. You would never see the fucking rainbow, like, Coors Light sign or whatever. But, yeah. yeah, this is like, but now you make a targeted ad, and someone who uh, hates trans people so much that they just spend all day looking for reasons to be mad at them, yeah. uh, brings it to your attention, and now it's everyone's problem. Well, in the wake of you know all of that, they've been left with very few options for beer, considering that there's about two companies that own the majority of beer brands across yeah. the entire world. Good luck. 
And these days, I guess you can't even trust your local craft brewery either. Beer's gone woke. Unless maybe conservatives are calling each and every one and asking their political positions on certain issues, which is a, a funny thought of just mm -hmm. someone having to answer the phone every couple yeah. of seconds. Are you a woke beer brand? I don't know. Please just come down and I buy some know. beer. We specialize in IPAs. <laughs> mm, seems woke. Luckily, the extremely visible hand of the free market has decided to take the guesswork out of choosing a beer and released Chud Light instead. <laughs> Sorry, it's actually called Ultra Right Beer, uh, which is not as funny. They should have definitely gone actually, with Chud Light. Actually, it is funny because Ultra is Owned a, by Michelob. Yeah, Michelob Ultra. That is a trademark that I imagine they intend to protect. Yeah, this, and by uh, the way, this beer technically does not exist yet. No, there's it is a literally a order for May. It's not possible to brew beer as fast as this oh, it, news cycle. First of all, it's just going to be white labeled of something else. Yeah, and so people have been trying to figure out. Uh, it's the, Northern Illinois. Yeah, so they're like, a, they think it might be Goose Island, which is an Anheuser Busch. Yeah. So that, that would be hilarious. They're playing both sides. Yeah. Um, but to, the, to this guy, it doesn't matter because the label says that it's not woke, so. Yeah. And it also costs enough to uh, make him a hefty paycheck on the side. Oh, he's gonna, he's doing gangbusters off this. People are fucking, oh, these people are so stupid. I love it. Like, I wish I had no morals, because I could really rip off some conservatives. <laughs> yeah, but, well, yeah. I mean, it's, you, you can do it just fine ripping off conservatives. I don't think anyone, I, I wouldn't be mad at you if you were making money off conservatives. Yeah. You'd have to say some, say and do some questionable things I secretly. Just, but... I need to just buy some, like, camo, because I feel like I could I could use this to my advantage. Uh, I'll let you borrow my truck. You can make all the videos you want in the front seat. <laughs> God damn it! I'm just so darn upset. <laughs> well, good thing I got a new product that you don't have to worry about being woke. Send me $50. <laughs> it's a potato head with a giant cock. Yeah. Not gay. Yeah. So there are some very funny things about this new beer. It's not Chud Light. It's um, ultra right. Ultra right. Uh, so first and foremost, their marketing video, which we will show you in full in just a second. But it, it really plays out like one of those fake Saturday Night Live ads, despite it being very serious. A lot of people for like at least 24 hours have been like, oh, wait, this isn't parody. I thought it was parody. It was great. You can tell like there's definitely a feeling that someone at Saturday Night Live crumpled up a bunch of paper and threw it in the God garbage. damn it. They yeah. beat us to it. Uh, but secondly, this beer is outrageously expensive because, well, uh, that's the price of freedom and it's the price of not being woke. <laughs> also, everyone who buys it is someone who has almost certainly also fallen for other right-wing grifts. So, I mean, they've priced that in. Yeah. A six-pack, six beers of ultra-right non-woke beer runs an eye-popping $19.99. Uh-oh, but wait, there's more. Shipping is typically an additional $13 for some reason. Bringing the total cost for a six-pack of unwoke beer to over $30. This is all Joe Biden's fault. Incredible stuff. This is the inflation again. Yeah. Uh, this, this is how a, a beer costs $10 in Joe Biden's America. What's funny about this is, like, because I don't drink anymore, I'll get, like, non-alcoholic beer sometimes. Like, and I'll look online and try some different stuff. But... I've never even seen specifically made non-alcoholic beer with a variety of different options anywhere near the cost of this, and most of them ship for free. Yeah, well. Eh. The website provides more details, like the fact that the beer is only 4% alcohol, but supports American values. They are 100% woke-free. Uh, Co-founder Seth Weathers adds that conservatives will no longer complain about big corporations who use our money to indoctrinate our children with their woke garbage. 
which is uh, kind of a confusing quote, but yeah. let's let's just get to the video because again, you couldn't create a parody that is better than the very real, sincere commercial for this beer. So here you go. America's been drinking beer from a company that doesn't even know which restroom to use. That's why I created Conservative Dad's ultra-right, 100% woke-free beer. As conservatives, we're constantly getting hit in the face, left and right, by the woke mind virus. But the last place we want it is in our beer. If you know which bathroom to use, you know what beer you should be drinking. Stop giving money to woke corporations that hate our values. And to the rest of you woke corporations, stay the away from our kids. Tastes like freedom. Oh man, did you see that throw? This man was... He's I, I mean, yeah, we have a couple things to point out here. A couple <laughs> critiques, if you don't mind. Uh, right out of the gate, he looks at a sign that says women and shakes his head, which is fucking perfect. Yeah, uh, too this, woke. this beer ain't for ladies either. In fact, mm -hmm. real men hate women. Yeah, that's right. As proven by the discourse online daily. Uh, especially in recent months, it really appears as though men just hate the idea of women in general. There's nothing... Sexually nothing or otherwise. Nothing manlier or straighter than just hating women. Wasn't it? There was like some podcast where the guy was like, it's it's gayer to eat pussy than suck dick or something. Um, yeah, every couple of years a hot take like that comes out and uh, it's and really then, an insight into someone's mind. I think the backup on that was that uh, it, because pee comes out of there, which it doesn't, and also pee comes out of a dick anyway, so... Anyways, yeah, okay. Uh, so uh, it is It is a very funny comedic tick for him to just look at a sign with no other context, context, a sign that says women and just start shaking his head. Yeah. It's like those candy bars in Europe. The what? one that just has the null sign over the women. This this bar is not for women. Oh. Like Husky Bar or something? I can't remember the name Sorry, of it. Sorry, women. No candy for you. Yeah. Chocolates but, for the boys. But then it, it flips and then he comes out of the men's restroom with a beer in his hand. Wait, was he drinking that beer in he, the bathroom? No, that's where, I don't know what kind of reality you've been living in, but that's where grown men hang out and drink beer. I like to take my unwoke beer, go into the bathroom, have a seat. The public restroom. See, yeah. see someone else come in, sit down next to me. We both start tapping our Start sliding my foot over them, you know, doing some, uh, some sort of Morse code and, uh, you know, see what happens. And that's how, that's how I drink my Wow, how convenient. This public restroom has a hole for passing the ultra unwoke beer. Hey, cheers. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah, of course, grown men love hanging out in the bathroom and drinking beer, especially when it's a public bathroom. That's what we do when you chicks aren't around. Absolutely nothing. It should have showed like a shot of a very confused mother covering the eyes of her child when she sees multiple men walking out of the public restroom. Zipping up. Oh, he then talks about getting hit in the face by the woke mind virus, a completely made-up term for something that they've invented, and then throws the worst pitch possible just uh, before hitting a can of Bud Light with a baseball bat. And he does it off of a Little League tee, by the way, because, <laughs> you know, they probably tried to, to underhand toss it a few times. It just didn't work. Yeah. Uh, then he points the bat and threatens other woke corporations because he's apparently going to beat them all to death. Or at the very least, release a subpar product that costs three times as much and sell it to a very specific and gullible person. Also, very funny that um, it says so right on the top of their website. They they can't legally ship to a few states for different reasons. There's a lot of laws still in the books about this. But three of those states are Arkansas, Mississippi, and New Hampshire, which would probably be very high on their list for potential consumers. Uh, yeah, so a lot of people are hypothesizing that... Um 
I mean, obviously this is a grift, but the extent of this grift might extend to nobody ever actually getting any beer because yeah, uh, alcohol is highly regulated in this country on a, on the national and local level. Yeah, it, you can't just ship it. It's a hard as a business. It's a hard business to just yeah. decide to get into. I'm sure this will plan out pan out exactly how everyone thinks it will. Yeah, um, uh, this is. I mean, look, props to this guy. It's a brilliant grift. Someone was gonna do it. He beat them all to market, and uh, he's gonna he's gonna rip off his fellow conservatives because there is no loyalty among chuds. So let's fucking go. Yeah, I think what this what's gonna happen with this is that it's gonna be like, well, it was a social experiment to prove that people would support a product like yeah. this, and I swear that I have given all of the money to unwoke charities. Yeah. And he's going to be in charge of those unwoke charities right. or something like that. It's going to be like, don't worry, your money is going to fight the wokeness. Anyways, uh, the Mario movie made like a billion dollars yeah. or something. And uh, the movie is either too woke or anti-woke, depending on when you saw all the conservative think pieces based on it. I mean, they're, they are pissed that uh, Princess Peach did some things, but also stoked that minorities didn't. Yeah, it's, it's a real glass half empty situation. Yeah, either way, it made a boatload of money, which is... It was predictable because it's a franchise and a brand that covers nearly every single age range, including the most important one. Millennials who still want to be kids, but also have kids of their own. Yeah, that's, I'm sure that makes for some great parenting. <laughs> when you're uh, taking your kid down to Toys R Us and be like, no, son, this is, this is a shopping trip for dad. You get nothing. You can play after dad's finished. Yeah. Uh, but this movie didn't just make a bunch of money. It smashed box office records. Which is cool, and hopefully the next movie is better. That's all I'll say. Here's The Hollywood Reporter. The April box office is in full bloom thanks to the astounding performance of the Super Mario Brothers movie, which served up the biggest global opening of all time for an animated film, with $375.6 million over the long Easter holiday. And it is showing no sign of slowing down as it prepares to jump to the next level and clear the $500 million mark globally in the next few days. Its massive five-day domestic opening of $204.6 million included, included $146.4 million for the three-day weekend. So basically the Nintendo Movieverse is going to be a constant fixture in all of our lives for the foreseeable future. And because of how it performed, they, they don't have any incentive to go above and beyond in the storytelling department. They wrote this for babies. And the babies showed up. They loved it. Cry more, bitch. So expect some base-level stuff from all the beloved Nintendo franchises within the next 10 years. You got Donkey Kong. The spin-off for Donkey Kong is uh, going to be great. You Star know. Fox. Metroid. Uh, Zelda. Super Smash that, you know, the, the Kirby. That boy named Zelda. Kirby. Yeah. The, the Circle That Eats. Um, and such as. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, they, I mean... All they have to have is just have bright colors, recognizable characters, and big, cool shapes. Yeah, the kids will love it. Also, a bunch of references for people who, That's grew, important, up, yeah. who grew up with the titles so they can look around the theater and be like, Oh, I understood that because I owned the Super Nintendo. A lot of you are too young, but Super Nintendo was a game console from the 90s. You had to blow in it. Pretty cool, huh? Hey, I see you back there. We're on Sit the same out, page. old man. Sit down, old man. Uh, anyways, now uh, and and no, by the way, no, it's it's going to tank now that Renfield's coming out, the Nicolas Cage vampire movie. You know, obviously I'm that's going to take the whole world by that. storm. Yeah, it's getting great reviews, so I'm interested. Yeah, and again, there's a reason why Mario is successful and why Renfield will be successful. A solid 90 minutes. 
You love to see Bringing back the 90-minute movie. Yeah. If it needs to be any longer than 90 minutes or maybe two hours, you got to turn it into a miniseries. I'm sorry. I don't yeah. make the rules. That's just what I feel. All right? But let's... Uh, we have a, a, a kind of an unfortunate update regarding the recently launched Substack Notes. And despite all the goodwill and the bump in traffic that the launch of this Twitter clone has made over the past few days, uh, the head of the company decided it was time to plant his feet firmly in the ground and say that Substack is essentially cool with hate speech on its platform because, for whatever reason, every tech bro is still just a weirdo libertarian free speech absolutist who can't see anything wrong with platforming violent rhetoric. Well, it's not even, like, it's... they they. It's literally the the Arrested Development meme with Tobias and his wife uh, talking about uh, having an open marriage. And he's like, oh, a lot of my clients have done this. And she's like, oh, did it work? He's like, no, it never works. They just delude themselves into thinking that it's going to work. But maybe it will. But maybe it'll work for us. Like, every fucking platform goes through this period of being like, you know what? But let the, the market of ideas decide. And then they're like, oh, wait. Oh, this is why people moderate. Yes. Oh. Every social media platform has had their CEO at one point be like, well, this is up to the users to yeah. decide what they want to look at and, like, and oh, respond God. to it. It's like, you're creating an ecosystem where this is allowed to thrive and then boosting it with an algorithm that relies on the most incendiary content to get views. Yeah. Anyways, uh, free speech is great and all, uh, but we've literally lived through the past decade where the ability for hate mongers to fuck society up and poison the minds of the next generation has never been higher. You would think starting a new public-facing feature on this platform would at least give him pause, especially when the guy doing the interview pretty much softballs some scenarios and offers him multiple chances to elaborate or yeah. change his wording slightly. Uh, anyways, here's some quotes from a recent interview. I might just play the video because... It kind of hits it home a little bit harder, yeah. but uh, we'll, we'll maybe go back and forth. Here's some quotes from a recent interview regarding the launch of Substack Notes between The Verge's journalist, journalist Nile Patel and Substack CEO Chris Best. The Verge. The expectations are that you will moderate that thing just like any big social platform will moderate. Up until now, you've had the out of being able to say, look, we are an enterprise software provider. If people don't want to pay for this newsletter that's full of anti-vax information, fine. If people don't want to pay or subscribe to this newsletter where someone has harsh views on trans people, fine. That's the choice. The market will do it. And because you're the enterprise software provider, you've had some cover. When you run a social network that inherits all the expectations of a social network and people start posting that stuff and the feed is algorithmic and that's what gets engagement, that's a real problem for you. Have you thought about how you're going to moderate notes? Chris Best, we think about this stuff a lot. You might be surprised to learn. Oh, The Verge. I know you do, but this is a very different product. Chris then goes on to explain how it's not really a different product oh and God. doesn't fit the mold of either enterprise software provider or social network. Finishing his explanation of all of that with, there hasn't been a great idea for how we do moderation without censorship. And I think in a subscription network, that becomes possible. How? I mean, I just want to be clear. If somebody shows up on Substack, and says all brown people are animals and they shouldn't be allowed in America, you're going to censor that. That's like, that's just flatly against your terms of service. So we do have a terms of service that, that you know, have narrowly prescribed, uh, you know, things that are not allowed on the platform. That one They're I'm pretty sure is just flatly against your terms <laughs> of service. You would not allow that one. That's why I picked it. I think so. There's there are extreme cases, right? And I'm not going to get into like the, the way. Hold is, on. What in is America the in 2023, that? that is not so extreme. Right. We should not allow as many brown people in the country. Not so extreme. 
Do you allow that on Substack? Would you allow that on Substack notes? I think the like the way that we think about this is we want to put the writers and the readers in charge. No, I, right? I really want you to answer that question. Is that allowed on Substack notes? We should not allow brown people in the country. I'm not going to get into gotcha content you, moderation. Questions. This is not a gotcha. I'm a brown person. Do you think people on Substack should say I should get kicked out of the country? I'm not going to engage in, you know, content moderation. Would you or want you this or that? That one is black and white. I, mean, I just want to be clear. I've talked to a lot of social network CEOs and they would they would have no hesitation telling me that that was against their their moderation rules. Yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to we're not going to get into specific, you know, would you or want you content moderation Why? questions. Why? I don't think it's a I don't think it's a, a, a useful way to talk about this stuff. This is so fucking annoying. He gives him so many options. It's like, be like this is you. You're literally going to have to make decisions like this. Yes, you've really. That's part of the job. You've gone from a walled off uh, pay to read or choose to subscribe, seek out this content kind yeah. of platform to a very public facing social media like, platform. Oh, I'm not going to do like specific hypotheticals. It's like, buddy, like this shit. You you are going to have that exact comment. Like this shows you are clearly not prepared. What will for you do? Yeah. We're taking this on. So, yeah, the conversation then, then devolves. Uh, Patel says, you have to figure it out to the CEO. Should we allow overt racism on Substack notes? You have to figure that out. With Chris replying, no, I'm not going to engage in speculation or specific, would you allow this or that content? Uh, the guy from The Verge says, you know this is a very bad response to this question, right? You're aware that you've blundered into this. You should just say no. And I'm wondering what's keeping you from just saying no. I have a blanket policy that I don't think is useful to get into. Would you allow this or that thing on Substack? If I read you your own terms of service, will you agree that this prohibition is in that terms of service? I don't think that's a useful exercise. So very strange. Yeah. And it's like literally. He's like, I'm going to give you this, the easiest example. He does not want to alienate a large portion of his Paying audience. original customer base, which is made up of a lot of very normal, good uh, Substack blogs, but also made up of a lot of prominent blogs where the writers would immediately put a target on his face because he's talking about censorship. So yeah. he's walking a very thin line there. But like, you, it's not hypothetical anymore. If you're running a fucking social network, you have to monitor. This isn't 2009, and you have, to, and you have yeah. to know how you're going to do that. It's yeah. very strange how evasive he is there. So yeah, despite its decent start, it's certainly strange that at the very least, they wouldn't, you know, at least say that they would ban outright racism and hate speech on their public facing product. But this is a constant in the tech space. The libertarian tech bro free speech absolutist who is sure that his platform isn't going to be the one that causes something terrible to happen. Uh, it, but it is, it has happened historically in nearly every scenario on nearly every platform. This has gone yeah. horrifically bad. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, even Elon, like within a week or two went from just like everything's allowed to like, oh, okay. Uh, well, okay. There has to be some level headed response. Yeah. Like even Elon Musk, the person who you're doing a victory lap around for no reason right now <sighs> is at least aware that some content moderation has to exist. But anyway, Substack notes will be different, right? Uh, yeah. Definitely, this isn't going to be gonna seen, work. This isn't going to be a seen as a challenge for new users who uh, are drawn to this because of this reason, right? Kind of delusional, but uh, we don't have that billionaire mindset. Yeah. Anyways, we do have two other episodes for you in case this one wasn't enough. 
Please go watch our most recent episode of Tech News Day because if you're like, geez, they didn't talk about Elon Musk till the very end of the episode. What's going on with these guys? Well, guess what? We got 50 minutes. Five zero it's minutes. It's not all Elon, but it's We got 30 Elon. minutes yeah. of Elon Musk over in Tech News Day this week. And if you thought that wasn't gross enough for you, we got the Dalai Lama asking people to suck his tongue. So check out those videos, subscribe to the channel, leave a like, leave a comment, respond to a comment. You're all doing a very, very good job. This episode is sponsored. Don't worry about the money. All good. We'll be back for Weekly Weird News. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye.